Ready? Go. It's all you. You Ready? do the introductions, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> all right. Discussions, episode 24. This is going to be a continuation, kind of. Uh, we don't have all the guests uh, here that we had last time from episode 23, but we don't have uh, any guests today. We well, have Liz in the background, but she's ignoring us. Yes. Again, she's the original four. Again, she was she was ignoring us last time too, yeah. I think. But so. she's still here. Resignation letter didn't come to the table. So <laughs> that email got lost. <laughs> she may actually be learning bagpipes. Yeah, we learned this this morning. Nice. So we got Ed who wants to learn the bass drum. Well, not wants. He's been um, <laughs> told he's going to learn told. the ba- yeah, well, bass told. drum. And then you <laughs> know, uh, know the snare, and bam, we're back on. Nice. nice back? Nice. Was there ever a, a yeah, band? Yeah, for game? like a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You and me. It was, yeah. It was him and I. <laughs> the two-person band. It was him and I for a summer or two. Yeah. And we actually played like Memorial Day and stuff like that. And then it was Nick and I and Devin and then just me. Proud of you. Yep. Now it's you, the chief, <laughs> and Liz. And John. And so I'm going to be the cheerleader. Go, guys. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> you don't have an instrument, but John's still going to put you in a kilt. So. Oh, boy. What's what happening? You, yeah, what's going on with your, uh, your audio, John? Error with something. Audio. Hello. That's oh, still working. Oh, we're here. Still recording. Just crackled a little. Yeah. Well, it's October, so it's uh, it's fire safety month. And, um, you know, last week we did uh, one of the daycares. Next week we got another daycare, and then we get uh, a play group at the library. So, nice. Yeah. Um, don't really do an open house here, though, huh? No. Um, that, was, that was my goal. Um, October pretty much... It snuck up on everyone for everything. October was, uh, we'll just call it a terrible month. We're going to hit the reset button November 1st. <laughs> Hear you. So, um, yeah. But I, I do still want to have an open house. Yep. Um, but this, this month wasn't going to happen. So. Yep. Just going to do something off-season? Yeah, I mean, we could do something in the spring, or, or we could actually, you know... Get a get a group together and come up with a plan and get everything organized. So it's nice, logical. Yeah, I know a couple surrounding towns did open houses. Um, I think I saw Paris did a uh, truck rollover training. That it wasn't so much an open house, but they did it in an open public area so people could see it. Oh, nice! That was kind of cool. Um. Anybody else hear of anything neat going on this month? No. No? <laughs> October was not a neat month. We'll just Fair enough. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah, it didn't so. start off good for you guys, and it's not ending well for me. Yeah. Well, it doesn't seem to be ending well for anyone. Yeah. But um, but it's ending in a couple of days. But it's so ending, yeah. Let's, uh, let's hit the reset. And that being said, today's first uh, hunting day. Yep. State of Maine, so wear your orange. Pay attention while you're out there. Don't look like a deer. Right. <laughs> don't wear your fuzzy hat. If you're don't. one out there looking for the deer, make sure you know what you're aiming at and don't pull the trigger to you. Confirmed what you're looking at. Right. Don't shoot any dogs. Or horses. Or horses. Yeah. That would be a problem, yep. Or granny hanging the laundry. <laughs> yeah. Anything but what you're licensed for. 
Right. Let's, let's just go for that. So if you're out hiking our beautiful foliage weather, make sure you're uh, dressed appropriately and well identified. You got Halloween this weekend too. Don't run over little kids. I know a lot of people still put um, candles in the pumpkins. Be careful with that. Those will catch fire. They can. Don't put them on a a wooden porch. Yeah. (laughs) Don't put a candle in like a paper bag that you've cut little (laughs) faces into or whatever. John. John's rocking this mustache since the last time we, uh, we did this too. I've discovered that it, it accentuates his facial expressions, everything he does. Yeah, we're not live today, so we're going to have to take a picture of that to show everybody. <laughs> on call, right? What, what call were we on? You're just like, oh, that guy. It was the that, first one with uh, that was uh, on SVT. SVT yeah. yeah. And he's like, you mind if I smoke a joint? I was like, well, we're leaving the house. I don't care what you do when you're on the house. <laughs> so we're standing out there, and Ed's like, so this is happening. And I'm like, yep. And he's like, that mustache really accentuates your expressions. You can't hide what you're thinking with your face anymore. I'm just like, what? I don't even know anymore. (laughs) Every time I look at him, I hear like old disco kind of music in the background (laughs) of my head. Like your heart rate's going 210, but yeah, you you smoke your joint. Some brown chicken, brown cow. (laughs) You see John on some rollerblades or something? Not exactly. Different type of videos. <laughs> kind of reminds me of a character, I think, was it Ned? That's the one. Simpsons. The Simpsons? Oh, oh Flanders? Flanders. <laughs> Ned Flanders. Yes. What's up, Flanders? Oakley Doakley. <laughs> <laughs> well, I felt, felt left out. Everybody has a mustache here except for me. And you know, I have to say, you, you grew it in. It's not like some of the people that uh, are like, I'm going to have a mustache. And then they got some yeah. fuzz over here and a little over there. No, really, it's funny because he's got like a huckleberry, a tackleberry kind of thing. <laughs> and it, or like a super troopers. Like, I can't even right, identify. That's it. This episode's like, all true. about mustaches. Yeah, it's, right. <laughs> like, it's, it's hard to identify which one. It's kind of like the super troopers, like radio kind of. Don't call me radio. <laughs> What's up, radio? What's up, podcast? Oh, hey, Flanders. <laughs> this is pick on John Day. Yeah, I yeah, love it. It's We're good. it's good. It has it has filled in. Um, yeah, it's you've been working on it for a while. Well, I grew the when, beard. when it gets big enough. You don't have any facial. No shave. November. He started in April. Yeah, <laughs> I grew the beard for the fair, and then I was like, you know what? I'll just keep the mustache for November. Because it takes me forever to grow facial hair. It's just like I've never grown a mustache, so I don't know how. I think I, the wife cut it, and I think she cut it too short initially. So now I'm trying to grow out the edges. I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> It'll probably be shaved tomorrow. It's annoying. Now that so we you have, an, you about have it. a goal, like to French it right out, spin it well, right out. Well, that's what I was and... going to do. I was going to grow it to the end of November for Movember and just try to just keep twirl playing it. with it. Yeah. And then shave it. But it's driving me insane. Like, I have no idea how you guys handle this. You have to be really careful with it. Because it, like... Yeah, when you start chewing on it, that's when you need to... Trim it? You need to trim it. Yeah, I think I need to trim it. I don't know. (laughs) You'll figure it out someday, champ. Yeah. Training's um, pretty... (laughs) So, (laughs) moving right along. (laughs) Training. Next training. How to grow your mustache. Uh... We'll figure that one out. <laughs> Trimming and man grooming. Yep. The the fire the other day, I was up on the balcony and Gretchen and Justin were down there talking. And they said, so I don't know what they said. And, and all I heard Justin say was, 
I don't know. He must use Miracle Grow or something on that thing. <laughs> I don't know how many times I've been talking about this department, and they're like, "Oh, the chief with the mustache." Like, yeah, <laughs> nice. It's quite funny. Yep, that narrows it down. That's because all the other chiefs around our region are bald and have no hair. I don't have much on my head, but I can grow it on my face. So hell with it. It's all that's important. Whatever. Whatever. With great mustache comes great responsibility. <laughs> That is correct, John. isn't it, John? It is. <laughs> That's why you have mediocre mustache. <laughs> wow. for, for mediocre responsibility. Well, I've been growing it for years. <laughs> the stats matches the bugles. Yeah, so, so Ed brings so up moving, the topic moving of training, right into, and then yeah. we circle right back around and we're I, I tried, John. I tried to bring it back in. It's like a magnet. You're just attracted to it. You can't, you can't turn away. Circling in like hyenas. It's like a bad car crash. You know, it can, it can bring us right back into, uh, I think that mustache got him an officer's position, and that's, uh, <laughs> that's how we all get evaluated. I mean, we can follow that into everything. It's going to keep him warm while he's hunting, and yeah. keep your kids 350 feet away. Don't take candy from him. <laughs> So, it's my first mustache. You'll get there. We're not even going to make it through the podcast. John's yeah. going to go in the bathroom and shave his mustache off. <laughs> no, his face will be all bloody. So I just need to this trim it. Bullshit, though. guys. No, that, that's what it said on the box. That's Velcro. It's his first mustache. <laughs> he just peeled it and stuck it on. You get those, get those Sicilian uh, frozen pizzas with the with the mustaches that you can pop out. Uh, uh, yeah. Unbelievable! It's like one of those uh, funny glasses. They just took the glasses part off. And the stash. Uh, oh boy, that's terrible! All right, let's. Are we going to talk about something today? Let's try it. I mean, we've John going... already stopped recording. He's like, this uh, this episode's over. It's been like twenty minutes, and we really haven't gotten anywhere. No, uh, that's good fun. All right, so <laughs> oh, it's all about the brotherhood. Training. So, how, yeah. grow, how not to grow your mustache and to grow your mustache. Although, we should all participate in Movember and try to raise money through this podcast. I've wondered how that works. I think you have to do, like, how do you do it? Like, uh, is it like a GoFundMe type of thing? I have and no then you idea. donate the money? I don't know. We'll figure it out. Eric will figure it out. Figure what? I... So we're going to post our mustaches on our Facebook page, and then you guys are going to donate You know, money. if we turn it into a calendar, we can make Gretchen happy. Why, Gretchen wants to <laughs> no, demonstrate so her mustache? She probably we, has a better mustache than me. <laughs> Love you, Gretchen. <laughs> well, John just insulted one of our five viewers, so listeners, so way to go there. Oh. No, we, so, we, I mean, we can circle. We can just keep circling here all day long. We're right. never going to make it into the actual topics. But uh, Fire Safety Month, we were talking about how, you know, we used to do open houses, and with the open houses, you could do fundraisers you could do raffles you could do pancake breakfast you could do you know whatever people do fish fries i feel like that's a further south thing but um bagels cooked with mayonnaise instead of butter yeah we can we can talk about that too. <laughs> what? Where did that come from? All right, I so let's just keep spinning this out of control. I think that Another was a cool safe thing, word. We, a cool thing we did this week was we yeah, did a breakfast we, with the with the crew with everyone that was on breakfast. that day. It was awesome, and we did um, bacon, eggs, pancakes, um, bagels, and we didn't have any more butter. So what I taught a few of these people they didn't know is if you don't have butter and you're trying to toast something, you can use mayonnaise. It cooks off. Yeah. So it's not like putting mayonnaise on your yeah. bagel and that's just what you're eating. You're using it 
Okay, that makes more sense. Because I know I've I've done it before with like grilled cheese and it comes out really good. Actually, yeah, I was I was surprised. I thought he was talking about using it as like like smearing it on like cream cheese. Right. Mike Doe thought that too. He's like, Why are you putting mayonnaise on your bagel? Which is fine if you're putting like tuna or something else on it, but but it was actually good. So anyway, yeah. It, it was, was awesome. That, we had a crew breakfast. It was a ton of that's fun. That's awesome. Trying to get the brotherhood back uh, yeah, and you know, some of the um, negativity we've been talking about. Like, we, that's great. A few of us every once in a while will we'll cook dinners. And then while we were there, we were like, well, why don't we get stuff for breakfast too? It's like, well, if we're going to get stuff for breakfast, we've got enough to feed everyone. Why don't we invite everyone? Well, yeah. okay. Well, here's the problem there because my phone never rang. <laughs> so... Well, I was like, Eric's going to be busy on a Wednesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Thursday. Yeah, it was Thursday because that yeah. was the same day we had the fire. And, yeah. and uh, I knew you were busy. Dalton was complaining because he's like, it's always when it's all my overtime shift. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just reminding you, my phone rings. That's all. All right. You are. Yeah, I. I if we put, do it on a put, weekend. Put me on the I dinner was... updates. I want those. I want those messages. <laughs> No, but I was thinking, I mean, even some of the surrounding towns, there's no reason why we couldn't shoot down 302 in either direction and just toss some bagels at people or back some when, coffee. Back when I worked in Bridgeton, we used to do it every Sunday. It was awesome. Just guys got together, whether it was breakfast or lunch or whatever. We just made a plan. A bunch of people threw into the kitty. We decided what we wanted to do. And some days was just like mac and cheese. And other days was like seafood Alfredo, like really kicked it up. Yeah. grilled and chilled but the best part of it was you got the, not only group together to tell the stories and bring back some of the traditions but if there was a new piece of equipment or something somebody wanted to brush up on hey i haven't run that pump in a while two or three of us would jump the truck go down the street and train and it was just totally off the books it was there was no pay for it there was nothing it was just a couple guys getting together to up upgrade their skills and it was awesome because next thing you know you didn't realize it but it's five six o'clock at night and you're like oh we're still at the station just hanging out and we we weren't on a shift or anything we were just there hanging out for the day right so i think that's awesome you guys are well i think it's good because you get people together and yeah you're at the the firehouse you're all firefighters but you're not um you're not so focused you know a lot of times especially dealing with surrounding towns the only time you deal with them is when you're on a fire call yeah and as we've said a million times you get on a fire call uh, the tensions start to get higher. You, people get yelled at for silly things, and um, everybody has their job, and you don't necessarily know what somebody else's job is, and things can get misconstrued and all this other stuff. Same thing, even if you talk about trainings, you're getting people together, the stress level is lower, but you can still run into, well, this pe- person participated more, this person participated less, this person sat back. Like, there's still mm. there's still room for, uh, I don't really want to say judgment, but there, there's still room for uh, for issues, for conflict. But if you show up table. with breakfast, yeah, <laughs> no one's going to be like, well, they, they brought coffee that, I only drink decaf, you know? Yeah. Like, no one's going to get that. It's a lot more relaxed atmosphere. It. Yeah. But the thing, like the thing in Britain is we started doing that and then it was an every Sunday thing. We, we kept it consistent. So even guys that weren't on shift, whatever, they were making plans around coming to hang out that day, knowing that other people were going to be there, yeah. which was awesome. So hopefully yeah. you guys keep that up and, and keep it consistent. 
hope so. Yeah. So I then mean, some of was... your other members will come in or guys that you think are busy <clears throat> may not be busy that day. <laughs> well, you're technically not even on the roster here, man. I, so. I'm, I know. <laughs> I know. I appreciate the open door and you guys allowing me to come in and not kicking me out. But, you know, sometimes a phone call is nice, too. That's what right. I'm saying. We used to do that every once in a while, just bring coffee over to Naples. Yep. Which we don't really do anymore. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that people say about me, but some of it has <laughs> never been about my cooking. So I'm pretty sure that's fair too. That, that yeah. is true. I I know that he you talk about half, the fair. He fed half the PD <clears throat> at the fair. I did, and a lot of the supervisors came to my camper. Yeah. So I'm just saying. There's only right. so much fair food you can actually eat before your insides just yeah. start coming out. So I was going to say before up. you're bankrupt, but yeah, that's true too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah bankrupt and your insides are melting right so i have some abilities that you just don't know about okay no right now i know i can just send you keep that in the back of your head can you shoot laser beams from your eyes (laughs) i don't know i haven't really tried well next time i will uh i'll send you a request you send me back a shopping list and uh we'll make it happen all right along with the calendar of my schedule so you know when i'm not busy all right, so we can circle back again. So, uh, yeah, Gretchen yeah. said we should make a calendar to raise money. Do we money, have which, 12 people going, to make a calendar? We can do the progressions of our mustaches. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> there's, there's four of us, so that's three months apiece. I'm trying to think who else has mustaches. I want to see Dalton try and grow a mustache. I want to see Carl. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. So that well, I want to see so Carl that, grow a Charlie Chaplin mustache. <laughs> <laughs> so training. <laughs> um, no, no, we got talking about that too. The the trainings have been kind of stagnant. We did. Um, well, we did a, a, a how'd they phrase it? Like an in the woods rescue training. Oh, wilderness rescue. Wilderness, wilderness rescue training not too long ago. Yeah, that was actually pretty decent. Um, that was okay. Yeah. yeah. Are you are you live right now? What are you doing? <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> um, yeah, the only thing I that was that could have been a lot of information in a short period of time. I think that, that, that's that, a that's was. a day long class. Yeah. It would have been nice to do. It was it was nice that we did a scenario in the dark, but it would be nice to do a larger scale scenario during the day. Um, maybe out in Jugtown Forest or something like that. Or just do it later in the day. Do one, you know, start start after lunch, do one during light hours, and then just go into the evening time when it's dark and, and right. do another one. Like, it was good to see how difficult, like, we were bunched pretty close together and still had a hard, not a hard time, but you could see how easy it would be to miss someone. Um, so it's, I think it's so important you, to get that. What did you use for lighting? Box lights, just hand just lights, lights, and uh, the lights off of their side-by-side. Oh. But we did the grid search into the woods, and uh, yeah. you know we did one quick pass uh, 100 feet into the woods, determined nothing was there, came back, moved the grid over, started again. Nice. And that was pretty good. Like I said, it, it demonstrated how easily... It demonstrated how easily that people can run into each other's path. Like keeping a straight line into the woods what is you more think difficult. Is a straight line. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. look over and the person next to you is standing next to your shoulder, and you're like, "Dude, <laughs> there's no way we're co- covering the right amount of ground anymore." But uh, 
So it was a good demonstration, but I think you could easily stretch that into a day-long class. And like I said, if you did it during the day, during daylight, you could open up the scale and say, right. here's 10 acres, you know, find this. Yeah. Well, what would be neat is, like Brian said, do it later in the afternoon. So you start off in daylight and work right into the darkness. Yep. So you also have to change your resources and your yep. your lighting as you yep. go, which would be a nice addition to it. Hopefully with more people than we had that evening. Yeah. I mean, that's we were, that's been the problems with everything is trying to get... That'd be like a regular call also. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty well, realistic. Yes and no. Sometimes you get those bigger calls like that, like a structure fire. Oh, people come You'll have people you haven't seen in 10 years show up for a structure fire, but you get some smoldering foam and you can't even get the crew that's there. <laughs> yeah. Some people just leave during the day. Insane. Right. Had one job. <laughs> one job. Like I said, I'm changing my title. I'm going to get a little sticker somewhere on here that, that says uh, Good Omen, White Cloud. It's like yeah. the fifth time. It happened yesterday, too. Yesterday? Yesterday, day before, whenever it was. I left and they had an EMS call 45 minutes after I left. Fifth, sixth time in a row it's happened. I do remember when we started doing these podcasts, it was always snowing. We had car accidents and lines down, and I was riding with you guys all over the place. And then all of a sudden, it stopped. Yeah. I haven't well, done a call. We'll be yet. back in the winter soon. Don't Ho- worry about it. Hopefully. Right. We don't interrupt this podcast with anything, but. <clears throat> yeah, we waited until after. It's been contest, a while. So. It's been a while since we've been interrupted. Yeah. Just saying. So uh, it's one, been quiet. one more one more resource for um, nighttime operations is, are those portable stream lights, those floodlight yep. things. So don't forget we got those too. So. Um, so we did use that once we found the patient. Yeah. We picked up the portable um, yeah. spotlights, portable work lights. You could probably use the landing zone kits too as markers. Yep. Yeah, there's there was a lot. Like I said, if we we stretched it out, there was a lot more we could have done. Yeah, but it was kind of a quick. Yeah. Here's what's going to happen. You know, ready. We, ended, we ended up having our our victim like 20 feet into the woods, but it was it was a good scenario because we kind of were on the other side of some rocks and some hills. So oh, nice. even though it was a short distance, it showed how difficult it could be to get a uh, a backboard over that stuff. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Thick vegetation. Yep. Nice. It was good. And same thing. We're working with, you know, our local towns, yep. our supporting towns, which is always good. Anytime you can show your face and get familiar with everyone, Got it helps out a lot. Yep. 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 All right. Oh. So now that we've gone through all that and picked on John, we can go back to uh, what back we left talk off about with. Thick vegetation. <laughs> <laughs> Yikes. What are you looking at me for? He's the one that said it. I'm just waiting for you to go on. I saw you videoing a lot with your phone, but I never saw you turn around at yourself. I don't well, know what you were doing over there. <laughs> Oops. Oops. So we left off uh, with the idea of officers having to reapply for their positions. And uh, Yeah, I really wish that uh, we could have got Steve and Scott back in here today, but, you know. Things happen. You know, if I was smart, I would have reached out to Scott. That's all right. I reached out to Steve, <laughs> and he was unavailable. But, yeah, we, we left off talking about, you know, how we thought that uh, it would be good to reevaluate employees at least annually and 
give them a chance to make adjustments or us to suggest adjustments or yeah or whatever but i was i was curious and i didn't get a chance because john abruptly stopped our podcast <clears throat> to find out you know what departments are doing what kind of uh, progression ladders are you using now or what do you what do you think about the situation terms versus annual reviews yeah so we talked about that a little more a little bit before we started recording well recorded and then deleted and started recording again um terms because i think that's kind of what i took out of the previous conversation but then kind of going back and talking about it um terms versus just having to reapply so a term would be a set period of time that after that period of time you get reevaluated or you get an opportunity somebody else gets an opportunity to apply for that position versus every year you just basically write a letter of intent that says this is what I've done this is what I would like to do moving forward I would like to keep this position and it gives other people the opportunity to do that as well and that is great because it will show your continued interest or it gives you the opportunity to say I'm not interested in it anymore and you can evaluate what other people have to offer see I like the reevaluations that the terms like we talked about before and then stopped and before but you really can't do a term other than like a three-year term because the first year you're taking over whatever the last guy had for a plan the second year you make your own plan and can implement it but you don't see the actual progress results. or results until the third year so if you do any type of term thing you gotta do at least three if that three I mean, years i mean depending on what the position is so so slow <clears throat> so it's hard to do the term thing yeah. I do like the yearly evaluation. Um, Casco just started doing yearly evaluations, but it's more of a self-evaluating and evaluating the employees. I believe during the meeting, they're eventually going to go to a 360 evaluation, which is more what everybody else is doing, where you not only evaluate the employees, but you evaluate your management and leadership versus it just being one way. Yeah. And I like that idea. We've tried to do it several times in the past, yeah. and it just falls apart. It makes sense because yeah. everywhere I've worked outside of public safety, like in real world, that's how all my other jobs have run with yep. yearly reviews and yep. the back and forth. So I don't understand why we've never really done it in the fire the first, service. The first couple years that I was in, I, I sent it out to the management team and um, even though we see each other fairly regularly and, and have meetings monthly, you know, an actual sit-down meeting monthly, I sometimes it's hard for people to say stuff if you're there. And um, I, I need to know what benchmarks I'm hitting or missing, um, so I need that feedback from them. So I, I ask them for, for those feedbacks. And, um, the... the looking at it now probably the best way to do that so everybody can stay anonymous and um you know there's no there's no personal you know you said this about me or you said that about me um it's just do like a survey monkey where you can do it you know you have all the questions but um it's anonymous once you submit it and it's anonymous so you don't know where it came from other than um the the people that did the survey so yeah. And then, but the problem with the anonymous and the, um, <clears throat> see, I, I have an issue with one-way type of evaluations because with anonymous, 
it's it's almost feels like that person's just trying to get the information. So like another uh, job that I worked had one of those that was supposed to be anonymous and basically come to find out it wasn't anonymous and they did nothing with that information. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they sent out a survey, asked how they can improve, how they were doing, blah, blah, blah. It was supposed to be anonymous. It was not anonymous. Well, it sounds all. like they did it just to make everyone feel better then or to right. get information on and, who they didn't like. And then they, yeah. they got the information. They didn't do anything with it. So it was a one-way. Right. The that, information but that's a problem regardless that's of whether it's anonymous or public. Yeah. If you get the information and don't do anything about right. it, well, then there's nothing. No amount of input is going to change what you're doing. Exactly. But that's why I like the three... like. Communication, we all learn the communication loop, right? You send information, process it, express it back, feedback, you know, the whole loop. Right. With one-way evaluations, there's only one. Yeah, you, 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 don't, don't, you don't know. Right. That's, so you're, you're talking about I, I if, if, actually, if it's public or, like, it not anonymous, you're saying you want a response to your evaluation, basically, to make sure the person that got evaluated interpreted that information and, and how they well yeah planned to i mean do anything with it? i guess so that's the only way i'm that's uh, the only way i'm interpreting what you're saying have you work. ever gone through like a 360 evaluation type I, of thing? i guess no. not i don't no. i guess explain what a 360 evaluation is to me it's basically they're evaluating you and then you're evaluating them and then you basically sit down and you can identify problems fairly clearly like if you have one if you have all your people saying whatever, you're buying stupid tactical stuff for the ambulances and everybody's saying it, but they're not basically, <laughs> I'm trying not to. <laughs> anyway, so, <laughs> you know, I'm and you're not getting any feedback about what you're doing wrong and no one's talking. You're right. basically sending the information to one direction and it's stopping there. I guess and you have no idea if they've received that, if they've received your message, and then you're also not being evaluated. My concern about that, like the way you're you explaining it to me, if if I'm doing an evaluation of them and they're doing an evaluation of me at the same time, that to me doesn't doesn't add anything to me saying that they are it interpreting what. That would just be an, a face-to-face -face evaluation. If you're evaluating me face-to-face, -face, I can tell you what I'm interpreting from your evaluation. If you just said, instead of you evaluating me, we're going to evaluate each other at the same time, I can still ignore your evaluation and just say, yeah, well, if you say that about me, then I'm then here's what I'm going to say about you. And I'm not even saying that as a, a conscious retaliation. It's just... Anytime someone evaluates you negatively, even though it can be constructive, your natural response is to be a little offended by it. Yeah. Like it takes time and it takes honesty to look and say, they're right. And, and here's I'm, how I'm going to I fix guess that. I'm right. not looking at it, at it uh, on a personal level. Like that's a, an emotional response type of thing. Like I'm looking at it as, you know, that famous picture of the guy saying, looking at the image and it's a six. The yeah. guy's on the opposite side saying it's a nine. Like, I'm looking at it from almost like an analytical point where you can't identify the problem from one point of view. 
You know what I'm saying? Does that make any sense? Yes. Okay. So that's why I'm saying like we need both sides of the equation. And I think we all get that, John, but we're wondering what you're talking about for a process. How are you going to make that happen? I don't know. So like (laughs) in my my job, it's more like what Ed said, like in the job that I have outside of here, I, I do a self-evaluation. I go through a whole thing about myself and then I have room to comment about my leadership. The leadership takes that same exact, like the same exact thing and they do an evaluation of me. And then their comments. And then we sit down together with both yeah. of those evaluations and go, okay, here are my comments. Here are your comments. Right. Now let's go back and forth and find a neutral ground. Right. So that's what I'm talking so about. Clear. Part, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's, you, you weren't explaining it very well. well <laughs> kind of what Ed was saying is just well, a back and forth thing. Yeah. If I just gave him my evaluation and then he took it and disappeared yeah. and didn't have that back talk with me, then I wouldn't know what his issues are. Right. But the way we do it at my, my That's job, I, I sit down with my boss say. and we go back and forth. That's where we are losing. The shrooms are kicking. <laughs> I guess the only difference from what he, he's saying and what you were saying is that that's written down. So that that's you're not doing a knee-jerk reaction because they just said something exactly. to me yeah. and I said something to them. It's predetermined. Is, and then when we sit down together, it's actually right. laid out on the table. And be like, right. okay, there's no right. backing right now. You like you back up what you said. And, <laughs> so well, it didn't matter because where I do yeah. it, it's it, it's done electronically. So it's kind of written, whether you do it handwritten or whatever. We right. do ours electronically. So I do mine and I lock it in. And then the boss does his and he locks it in. And then when we come together, it's both in front of us. Yeah. So I can see what he said. He can see what I can say. And then I just get to back up what I said. And he's right. going to back up what he said. And then we find neutral ground. Well, I wanted this because I didn't like this. He didn't want to give me this because he didn't like that. Well, okay, well, let's meet in the middle. And, right. and the other important part about that is to be to have some content to it. Because a lot of times I've done reviews like that, and the review I get from my employer is basically like meets objectives. You know? Yeah, it's a checkbox. Meets, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Expectations. That's what it is. You're minim- meets, minimally meets acceptable. Right. It's like it's like my prior job where they just give you their evaluation, hand it to you, and then you go off your merry way and you read it, but you have no idea what they meant by it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he, it's different with the job I have he, now. They it's actually not like we a talk little bubble about, form. Yeah. Here's Whereas your like meets expectations. You're like yeah. five meets expectations. Yeah. Uh, so seven satisfactory or needs improvement yeah. here, but doesn't tell you what the issue is, what you need to do to improve it. Exactly. So the, what the town is going with is, is much more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Organized, I guess. Yeah. Like there, there's a process to it. So Casco hired a all, company to come in. Yeah, they're an HR firm. Right. My only and, problem is, is that currently it's one way, but they're eventually, as they roll it out, will hopefully, what I'm told, make it a two way. Well, if you stop interrupting the chief, oh. he can go the other way. He tried talking three times, we just. Oh. It's, 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 this is your group uh, evaluation, Joan. Right. First You're, off, mustache needs improvement. <laughs> um, so yeah, we we all had to do we all had to do self evaluations, and um, you know there's there's two types of people when they do their self evaluation: the person that does everything right and doesn't have anything to improve upon it's according to their evaluation. And then you have the people who are um, super critical of everything they do, and they don't they don't rate themselves as good as they actually are. So um, the the first part is the self evaluations; those goes over, those go over to the office, um, and then 
they'll meet with us to go over those self-evaluations and then then we get to the next phase of the the 360 if you will and then but every month after we've after we've initially met we meet every month to see how the how we're hitting those benchmarks and then um at the at the full annual performance evaluation um you you go over you know what 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 were the goals that you had and did you meet them and how can we help you meet them or you know so there's there it's a constant it's a constant conversation it's not it's not a here's your here's your paper here's your checkbox you're you're minimally acceptable and sign it and give it back so here's where i'm a little confused how can you do that with a third party how can you evaluate somebody that doesn't know? No, no, no. They're just they're facilitating the evaluation. Oh, okay. okay We're okay, doing okay. them. Like the town is doing them. They're, they're just they're, they're just running the process. They're running the process. Gotcha. Yep. So, and it's going to be. I mean, there's, and and the ultimate goal is anything that shows up on an annual performance evaluation should not be a shock to anybody, um, or any employee because we should have already had those conversations, you know. Look, you, you you didn't do these three tasks last week that are a regular task. You need to make sure those are getting done. You know, so when the when that when that annual evaluation comes up, look, hey, look, you know, month one and two you missed it, but you know, ever since month three you've been hitting it. And we've so talked about job. that so before with just um, communication, uh, managing it's, expectations. It's it's so, making people communicate. Right. Um, and and. For as much as we say, you know, even for me, my door's always open, my phone's always on, but there's not there's not that communication. So this is actually making us sit down and have that communication. So which is good in this department yeah. because other departments don't have that. You know, other places I've worked, they let things kind of fester and they don't say anything. And I'm one of those guys where I'll, I'll put my foot in my mouth. I will totally Been take there, it. it. I'm <laughs> I've done it several times. I'm the guy like, and I know it. And I just tell you, if you have an issue with me, let me know. Because if you don't tell me like until a week or two later that I did something wrong, I don't remember what I did. Like, tell me in the moment. If you're pissed at me, tell me right then and there what I did and how you're pissed so we can fix it. Right. Because if you let it fester or don't say anything for a month, you're like, hey, remember that day we were having that conversation? You said this. I'm like, no, I have no. I don't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. Right. Like some leadership I've been is like that. They won't say anything until it's too late. And it's like, I, I can't fix I can't fix anything I didn't know that I did. Right. right. And if you don't tell me that I messed up, then the next week I do the same thing. The next week I do the same thing. And well, then it the, becomes a habit or something because I didn't know. The other problem I think we run into a lot is that we're all typically mostly friends. So that yeah. sometimes you can say something and you think, hey, I brought it up. But on the receiving end of it, you're like, oh, they're just joking. They're just, yeah, just you know. Just my yeah. onions about my right. mustache. Yeah. <laughs> like... The truck's dirty. You know, to me, maybe I washed the truck and fueled it up and brought it back in and driving across the parking lot, kicked some dirt up on it, whatever. It's a little bit. But maybe the next person coming on shift saw it and thought, that really is dirty. I can't believe they didn't clean it. And they're like, oh, the truck's a mess. You know, you say it in a, in a light tone so you don't sound like an asshole, but you're bringing it up. 
and the, the person on the receiving end is just like, ah, oh, yeah, you know. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've talked about that in other podcasts. So it's, it's like when I was the, deputy chief, like the same kind of thing. Well, by the hey, that truck's dirty. In your head, you're like, oh, he's giving me crap. His truck's dirty. And in my head, I'm like, I kind of just gave you a subtle hint to go wash the damn thing. Right, right. And without Those actually giving you that up. order. Exactly. So that's the back and forth thing that but needs that, to be, that's, it just needs to be lined. I run into that yeah, all the defined. time with, with work is that, hey, you know, this would probably make things easier. You know, yeah, it would. Okay, so are you going to go get it? Like, if, if you ask me to, yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> you know, yeah. all you we said was it be, would make things easier. Yeah. We just need to be I more direct. Yeah. <laughs> we just need to be more direct. Yeah, exactly. Exactly, yeah, which yeah. definitely and is even, not a problem even, with us for. Well, <laughs> some I mean, people it, have it, it can we be are very direct with each Sometimes other. Sometimes it is though for me. Like I, you know, there are certain things that I expect, and and I'll I'll make comment, but I won't I won't be direct and say no. You need to go downstairs and do this. Yeah. Um, and you know, I I know that I do that, and that's something that I need to work on, um, because it's a change in culture. You know, twenty. 20 years ago, 25 years ago, somebody said, well, the truck's dirty. Well, guess what? There's four guys downstairs washing the truck right now. It wasn't, it wasn't, um, it wasn't an intent to make someone mad or embarrass someone. It was, this needs to get taken care of and well, crap, we'll go take care of it right now. Where now in, in today's world, you need to know the truck's dirty. I need you to go downstairs and, and wash the truck, please. Yeah, so you're not always subtle. There's a couple times you've been pretty abrasive, and I've left the podcast crying my own. So <laughs> maybe it depends on the person. I don't know. But yeah, I think and, I think well, ultimately, and, just there has to be all jokes aside. There has to be some definition. Yeah. in where that line is drawn. So I, I think and, actually and is, a good a, example was you you called me out for um, calling back into the station a couple weeks ago. I I called in. I just said um, ambulance twos and quarters. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You called me out on it, said, hey, in the future, you need to do the call and response thing that they asked for. Perfect. I didn't take offense to it, you know. Yeah, it was a Yeah, it was a clear, you know, oh, you're right. I, do, I did that. Sorry. You know, I got to take care of it. Where you could have gone another route and said, yeah, you know, you're supposed to do it the other way. Right. You know, right. yeah, it's, it's silly, but, you know, you were very clear. And no, this is what they want in the future. Right please do it this way. And you weren't Absolutely. like aggressive about it. You weren't, I didn't feel bad. I, yep. Okay. A, you're right. A teaching moment. Yeah. <laughs> you're doing it again, boy. Yeah, right. Stand by. <laughs> news. That was, that was the day of the big storm and we had, everybody had shit everywhere. So yeah. Dispatch was super busy and, and they weren't answering us on the first or second call sometimes. So they still don't answer us on the first or second call. Yeah. Hey, that's all I was working with because he's like, he's like, you're not supposed to do that. He's like, you're supposed to do the call and response. I said, I know, but after the uh, fire alarm from A2, fire alarm from A2, <laughs> I'm, I give up. Second one, that's all you get. Fire alarm from A2 back in quarters. You read it, you you give it, or you don't. Now, do you have a, a problem with a subordinate telling you that you're doing things wrong? Or are you no. pretty open with that? You're, <laughs> no. you're doing yeah. that? Yeah. Does because that happen of, often for you, John? Yeah. yeah. It's because of the mustache. It demands. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Respect. It's a command presence. <laughs> so, I do. Yeah, I, mean, I do it because a lot of times we get called out at two o'clock in the morning, and people don't have the radios on like they used to. But I remember when I first joined, and all the radio traffic, and it was like, "Come on, just get on there and say we're back." 
done yeah. over. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Backtracking a little bit. That was when I worked in Richmond as a deputy, that was a problem that was identified by several of my, I'll, I'll say friends, my brothers that I worked with that they couldn't tell when I was being Eric or when I was being deputy chief, Eric. Yeah. Yeah. And it was something that sometimes I didn't realize how it was coming across because they never said anything. Yeah. Like I'd say something, they'd go off, I'd go off, and then I expected something to be done and I come back and it's not. And then I got to get a little aggressive with it and they're like, hey, why is this guy being a dink now? Right. Because I didn't realize that I didn't come across the first time. So it was something we were, we were working on and that the only way I identified that is because they told me because I had no right. idea. Well, and I, there's gotta be that communication. If you don't yeah. have that, it's, you're going to go nowhere. Right. And, and Ed had said it earlier is we're all small, you know, like we, there's a small number <laughs> of employees here and we're all, we're all friends. Like, you know, there's, there's not, thank you. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. He said employees. So, oh, you know, shit. you're not on. The... <laughs> oh, that's right. I did. Didn't I? <laughs> no, the employees but... are friends. <laughs> You're a guest. Remember that <laughs> the whole direct communication when he ripped up my when he ripped up my application and threw it in the trash. That was pretty evident the direction I was. I taking. thought he was just joking when he did that. I don't know. <laughs> oh, that was just a blank piece of paper that he shredded. No. But no, like honestly, it's 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 more difficult being in a small in a small group um, because you do develop those those personal. Um, relationships as well so. it's difficult but then there's also respect on the backside. like yep. you are the chief yep. we're friends brian but you are chief cole you know right so even though we can be here joking around and stuff i also you have to respect that person's position and their responsibility in that position mm-hmm. now i don't know if i agree with that not you <laughs> no. respecting a position and respecting a person the, yeah I was, gonna, I was just gonna i was just that's say exactly that. it there is two different things like there's, there's but what i'm saying is you ha- you have to respect a position now if that position is not being fulfilled correctly yeah. that's a whole different problem i've addressed that before and no matter I've, who that i've had an officer yeah. tell me to do something and i basically said i have no confidence in you i'm going to do what keeps me and my people safe you know that that was directly on a fire scene it's not you know in an office but you respected the position because you didn't you didn't agree with them and you told them flat out why you didn't just blow them off right that's what i'm talking about with the respect that makes sense right it's all about communication and i think that's i would do that with anyone too it doesn't have to do specifically with a position a lot of times i don't know your position if you're on another another department but if I show up to your scene, you tell me to do something that I'm not, I'm not comfortable with. I will not do it, mm-hmm. and I'll tell you why I won't do it. And you can run that up to the chain, or you can find someone else, or whatever. But you can tell me to get I, back to my vehicle, and I'll go right. home. You know, whatever. But yeah. But kind of like what you're saying, I'm not going to ignore you. I'm not going to blow you off. I'm just, just going to say, you know, no. <laughs> <laughs> Here's my name. Here's my number. If you want to contact or, my chief, but, that's but great. But you can build upon that too and go, no, and this is why. Maybe they didn't even see that part. Exactly. Right. You know, and there so again, it's a communication back yeah. and forth. And, and you go, oh, shit, I didn't even see that. But you got Thank some, you. But you got some other departments that don't have that communication, that respect like we're talking about. So that guy would be like, I don't like that officer and just walk away. Right. So now you're in the middle of an emergency situation. That commander thinks, I just told that guy to do something. He's going to do it. When really he's not, and now that part of the puzzle is not getting put into play, which doesn't only affect those guys in that position, but 
every single other person on that fire ground or that emergency scene. So that could be a huge detrimental issue to the situation. Right. Without that person knowing. That's why I say you got to, you got to respect the position. The person is different, you know, whoever that person is in that position, you need to respect them in the fact of communication and let the other stuff get figured out later. Yeah. And that's what I was getting at. Because if not, yeah, in, in if our field... Respect is the right word. But yeah, I get You have it. to address it. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you don't, it could kill somebody. Right. And it runs into the same thing back in the office, back in the house, is that that person is in that position, whether you like it or not. So depending on the department, depending on the job titles and whatever else, they have pull and they have uh, power to do things. And if you're just ignoring that because you don't like that person, it's going to bite you in the ass. Yes. There's, there is ways to address those issues. Right. You, There's other pieces of the chain you can go to. You can get people together and, you know, write up things and give it to the chief and be like, hey, there's four or five of us that don't think this guy's in the right position. Like, there's Find your process. paperwork and follow your paperwork. Exactly. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because just like with everything else, if you have a problem with somebody, address it. And the biggest well, thing if is... If it doesn't go anywhere, then there's probably a reason and you maybe have to reevaluate why you don't like that and person. And the biggest thing that I've heard over and over again and that I try to do myself as much as possible is that if you're going to come in and whine about something, come in with a solution. Yep. Don't yep. come in just to bitch. Come in with a bitch and a solution to your bitch. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't like Ed. This is why I don't like Ed. And this is how I think we can fix the Ed problem. <laughs> You know, as an example. As an example, right. Nice. Um, So something, we we just went all over the place there, and it was good. But, uh, you know, we were talking about the different officers' positions and how to move up through those. But another thing that I thought was kind of interesting is the uh, kind of transformation of the officers' titles. Because, like, here, in not a great amount of time, we went from a large volume of... um, call company to almost none and everything's mm-hmm. per diem and full time. How did that affect the actual officer's titles? Like I know once upon a time I, w- I was a truck captain Yeah, and then that position disappeared and I know we still what um, Dennis is still a, no. a chief. No. So that's what I mean. We, we've had change in, yeah, in, so in positions. Basically, basically we have we have absorbed the the jobs or tasks of the other officers under under the the four of us and it's added i think it's added too much but i don't i i need to have a good plan in place i'm not just going to put somebody in a position to to fill or have a number there thank you, you know thank you to, chief cole thank you we need to be clear on what the what the jobs are, what the what the tasks are that are assigned, and once we have those done, then we can fill. You know, yes, you fill this you fill this slot perfect. So I, you know, and but we don't have any we don't have any formal process. You know, there's there's no so I guess there's no there's no like testing center. And this is right. one of the one of the six thousand things that I'm working on is to actually have. Um, a, a structure in place so that I can, anybody can apply for a lieutenant, let's say. All right. Um, 
and we need to score different areas to see how everybody fits. And those, that criteria is going to direct us on who is best for that position. How was the transition? Like, um, I know with mine, it was basically just a conversation on the bay floor that said, hey, we don't have that position anymore. So, you know, and I feel like I take things pretty easily, but I think someone else could have taken that nod as well. Yeah. And uh, was it as simple as that, as you guys just had personal conversations and said, hey, you know, we're we're transitioning to... We're uh, still transitioning. Yeah. Do you agree with that? Oh, 100%. The waters are muddy, and we're trying to figure out what we're going to do now that we don't have, like, a lot of our officers just resigned due to family issues, life issues, whatnot. And basically, we just have, is it four? It's just four yeah, of us. Just yeah. four of us. And there's no really, and there's no real rhyme or reason. Like, I'm a deputy chief, and then we have two captains, yeah. right? Yeah. So it's just. So this seems like it'd be a perfect time for you guys in and what management this- that's left to sit down and break down job descriptions of exactly what you think each position should do and then fill those positions with those people. So I'll that's just, what it sounds like to me. I'll it's just like jump. I tried. I'll jump back a little bit. Um, that was one so, of our little arguments. Oh, perform, sorry. <laughs> performance evaluations. Um, and the town is completely re, um, rewriting the personnel policy. And those personnel policies also include job descriptions. So it's, it's, a phase step. So how can they and make job descriptions no, no, no. for your employees? I'm I'm going to make them, but we have we have all of them to do, like town wide. Oh, they, gotcha, they, gotcha, gotcha. So you're trying to do it the whole thing all together, not just the fire department. Right. Gotcha. Because like we have we have a pretty big SOP and SOG book, right? Um and and I remember the days where it was a few pages on a typewriter. And now we've developed it. It's over a hundred pages and it's, you know, three ring binder. Yeah. It's, it's big, but we were the only department in the town that actually had a full, full policy and and guidebook. Um, they have policies and procedures over there, but it was nothing like what we had. So that's, that's something that they've identified that we, we need to fix this. We need to make sure that everything is documented and, and, Everybody has clear expectations of what their job is. So I, I will, or we as officers, um, will develop what those job descriptions are, and then we'll just need to fit them into the yeah. format for the town. So if anybody at any point in time came in to the town office and said, hey, um, can you show me the job description for X? They can have it. You know, it's, it, everything is there. Everything is... is cause it, it's transparent. It needs to be transparent. Yeah. So um, that's that's one of the steps there. Um, and, and I've asked I've asked if I can explore like a testing center. Um, you know these companies that have this stuff. I I've never done this. I don't I don't. This it's we're in such a flux right now here. Transition from call company to call company and per diem to call company per diem in full times in a very short period of time very short yeah and and now we're pretty much to per diem in full time and we've nobody here's been through it so it's we're trying to figure the way 
Yeah, towards, towards the end of our, our last podcast, that was kind of where I was going with this, is that one of the departments I was with, when I first started with that department, everything was voted on. And there's pros and cons to that. There's there's pros that if you're voted on, then you know most of the department wants that person in that position and that they're going to follow that person. The cons are that that person may not be the right one that the leadership wants in that position. Then you got the next step where they started just appointing. The chief picked his guy. So, well, now the floor doesn't have anything to say about the person in that position. So they feel like it's totally out of their hands and the chief gets what he wants. And that's exactly it. Chief gets what he wants. Then it went to a position where now we've got a process. You do an intent letter. Well, this is why I want the job. And then you go and sit down and interview and answer a bunch of questions and then do this and that. And that was where I was going with this whole conversation. And, yeah. and I didn't want Scott to feel attacked like we ended that conversation about how he got his job. Well, we never got to the point with what was his process. Right. Because that's where I wanted to go next. And we, we cut short. But that was the thing is I, I wasn't trying to attack a, a guy that's in a small department that got shoved in that position because everybody thought he was the best guy for it. I want to know what people in the region or you guys, I mean, most of you are just Casco, but I'm curious to see if our listeners, what are they doing in their departments? Like, what is their process? Is it an intent letter, an oral board, a test, a physical? Like, you guys are starting to do physical stuff now. Like, it really depends on the makeup of the, of the department. department. It yeah, seems like know? it's pros and cons to all of it. There is. So I'm curious what everybody's yeah. doing. I think a lot of the volunteers do the voting, do the popularity contest type of thing. But the problem you have with the career departments is you can't really do that. You have to have a process. Yeah. Right. <laughs> because not everybody knows everybody because you're only seeing them a couple of times here and there because right. of your shifts and stuff. But Scott's position is exactly what I was kind of trying to get towards is the fluidity of those officer positions because that department has gone through, they've gone from 25 members to 10 members to 15 members to six members. Mm. And it's like every other month, well, now we have captains, lieutenants, and now we just have captains, and now we just have a chief and a deputy chief, you know. So I guess what I'm trying to figure out is with the uncertainty of your um, your staffing, because everybody's having that problem, how you keep those officer roles defined and... Um, so you're looking for continuity. Yeah. That's what the word you're yeah. for. Yeah. How do you keep those positions the same Con- continuity and standard. filled? You know, if you have four people, are you going to fill your four officer positions just because those are the four people that are there? Or do you run with no officers because there's only four people? Or, you know, I guess that turns into what you were saying, knowing the job description and, and going from there. But uh, that's that's been the most interesting to me because – Every town is is having these staffing fluctuations. Yeah. And the fluctuations are worse, I think, than having a low staff. Because when you have a low staff and you know you have a low staff, you tend to to build around it and make it work that way. Yeah. But then when you get an influx of people, well, now there's there's a lot more going on, a lot more wheels turning. Right. And trying to account for that becomes an issue. John, you missed the whole thing. I mean, I I guess for me is I just need to... I need to know, or we need to build a process so that there's consistency, everybody understands what the expectations are, and everybody knows what their tasks are, and, you know, it, it's 
it needs to be a fair, unbiased um, evaluation to me. I, I agree. I, I, How I just, it, it's, so, and, and I guess I'm just, I'm just talking from, from the Casco aspect is that's, that's the direction we're going. You know, we're, we've added six full-time positions, seven in the last two years. And so with that comes growing pains and learning, learning the paths and, and the way to get things done. So which is which is awesome for you guys, <clears throat> and what I was talking about in the last podcast, and some of my frustration and some of my not understanding and asking these questions is looking around at a region. Everybody seems to be doing it a little differently. Like some departments still vote, some departments still have a process, some still appoint. Like I don't understand how everybody can do it differently because there is no consistency. I love how there's about I don't 30 different NFPA books that cover everything from <laughs> sheetrock to light bulbs, <clears throat> but we can't even run the same threads for our hoses. <laughs> that, that, I would right. love to see right. like an actual code that says this is how a fire department's supposed to run, and it blows my mind that internationally, nationally, we can't come up with a guideline that everyone can agree. It's well, we've been doing this for 200 years, right? We, so. Yeah. So we, we think we're a unique butterfly and we're not like any other corporation in this world. Any other business has a model. It's a business model. It's a corporation model. Like you have your CEOs, your CFOs, you have all this stuff. It's out there, but we think we're a unique butterfly and we always try to reinvent the wheel. So you, what happens when you do that is you have, one per one company that votes on their members another company that only votes on some of them and the other ones are pointed then i remember another fire department where the association president would pick the fire department president uh fire department chief and then they would vote on officers it's like they try it's i've seen some weird weird shit and i'm sure you have too yeah that's why i'm throwing out the question literally it's it's out there like it's a job. Like I know we, it's a brotherhood. It's it's a way of life type of thing. But the reality is, it's a job. You want an assistant chief to do A, B, C, D. Well, then hire an assistant chief that can do A, B, C, D. Not an assistant chief that can sometimes do A, B. Uh, you know, Delegate the next position C, will cover e. A, <laughs> right. D. Like, so, stop I, doing so that. this goes back to my frustration that I was talking about before, and, then, and, and, and it, painting myself into a right. corner as. I went out and, and where I was working before, I had an issue. It didn't work out. I had to step away for a little bit. So I, I still continued my education. I right. went and got other classes. I've done other things. But now it's like, what do I prepare for? Because in my region, in my area, like I said, I feel like I painted myself in a corner where you I have, have a place to go, which I, I absolutely think I have. Because if I look at all the agencies around me that I could go to, I'm like, if I go over there, I've got to jump through these hoops and they appoint. So I've got to kiss the chief's ass and do this and that to get into that place. If I want to go over to here, they're going to respect the classes I took and want to see that education because that's going to be a professional, you know, development, development route. Or I could go over here where I have to be on that apartment for three years, even though I've been doing it for 30 and I have all these credentials. I have to be on that apartment for three years because their association says that there's supposed to be a certain term before you become an officer. It's like, 
so everywhere I go is like different yeah, terms and position. Like, and that's never. And as just and, and right now in our region, looking at all of them, I was like, there's none of them that fit where I want to work and who I want to work for and how I want to do it. And as just a firefighter, you're just gonna have to start over. Like, there's no way in our area for you to go in at an officer's position. Exactly. Which is what I was getting at in the last episode where I said I was kind of venting and and getting my frustration out is that that's the crossroads I'm at. Do I want to, now that I've stepped away from where I was, do I try to shoehorn myself in somewhere and and try to fit that group or do I hang my helmet up and be done with it and move on and become a propane guy for life we'll hang it up together we'll become propane can i still come to breakfast on the yeah. weekends with you guys that's yeah, all if I you're gonna about. cook it's fine and then the reality though eric <laughs> is that even if you don't go get training and become cross-trained and you want to go somewhere my mental state right now is it's not worth it that fire ems service is so fucked that's kind of it where is. I'm at, and that's why like, I'm throwing it out there to everybody. Like, I've been talking with my wife on whether I even want to continue in this career because it's like, it's, so I'm not the only stupid. one. Yeah, this it's it's drowning in the state of Maine, and no one's doing anything to fix it. And it's not. We talked about this before. It's not a sustainable system. So what do you do? Do you, out of loyalty, go down with the ship, or do you just bail? That's it. And we talk about this every episode. We yeah. always go negative. I am asking, <laughs> I am pleading for anybody that's listening to us right now. Give me some positive. There is none. Not you, John. I'm talking about anybody <laughs> from, that's not, a, not in this fi- room with us right now. From a financial aspect. Let me know. It, and we've, we talked about it in one of our first episodes. It's kind of, I hate to use the word hobby, but you, you have to be doing this because you enjoy doing this. Oh, there's right. not a one person in here that's actually doing it for money. People are right. living off the money, but there's nobody actually doing this to make money. Right. And that's, they're not. You know, yeah, when you're making a living out of it, right. you, you can't. You can't do it. You can't do it. You, you can't do it alone. You know, if yeah. you're going to, the then thing, you're going to yeah. work on three different fire departments. Right. You're Which never going to be home. And that's, yeah. that's where I, that what I'm comfortable contemplating it's like literally i have to work on three different fire departments to make a living and then you have to keep up the training and i that's why last, I, I have no over the last two or three years all. like i've been going to well we've been going to the trainings ourselves because fire departments aren't doing trainings because no one's showing up to training so therefore the people who do do it for a living aren't getting the training see and that's where so we're... you're not only you taking your you're not only wasting 70 to 90 something hours a week working like literally the last four weeks i've been working over 90 hours i then have to take my free time and go find training just to keep up my personal credentials just to keep up the credentials to keep this job that i'm only making that somebody at walmart's making more see it i'm on no now you're getting me upset yeah (laughs) but i'm on but i'm on the other side so you and i are on both different ends of this because i have my propane job that i work religiously five five sometimes seven days a week and the fire department was kind of my hobby on the side. I didn't do it for a living. I did it for right. fun. And I worked my way into a leadership position, right. not for the money, but to, to do what I like to do in the community. But to maintain that now, I have to do the extra training and stuff, which doesn't fit my full-time work schedule. Right. Like we all know, and I've talked about it. I, I have no EMS like leveled training. I have EMS trainings, but not Don't do it. any particular yeah. licensure. Yeah. To do that, it's not gonna. It's not, it's not only gonna fit my. It's not fitting my schedule, but it's a huge cost to me that I'm never gonna make back. No, 
So why do it? And, any and if I can't find join, my apartment to go to, support you. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's my point. I'm not going to get where I want to get. That's why I love so my I, basic level license. I feel like I I'm at a minimal, dead end. <laughs> I have minimal, minimal input that I need to keep up on. I can still do it and work yeah. my other job that actually but, pays the so, bills. So me personally, I feel like I've got to a dead end. And what I'm doing is hanging out with you guys. I'm teaching classes and training yeah. and doing things on the side just to enjoy what I do. But I'm not really tied down to any. Like I, yeah. I work and for a certain department that. that hires me to cover me so I can do those trainings. And I float, and you guys open the door for me to come and visit here. I have other departments I can go visit and kind of consult with, and, and they still allow me to. I think that's like the best position to be. To yeah. It is, but it I isn't. Mean, no. I, I wish I had you. a home. Like, I wish no. I had a place that Don't I could dedicate it. myself to. <laughs> Don't do it. But after dedicating yourself <laughs> to a place for it. so long and getting Don't run over. It. It's, I, like I said before, I don't know if I'm jaded or You're, if you guys no, see no. the same thing. Like I'm, I'm having a real difficult. Like time this with is this. me from the basement saying, "Help, don't come in." <laughs> <laughs> Help, don't come in. It scares the hell out of me. That's my insight. Um, because you know, I don't envy your be, position either. Because I know, I know, I know exactly what John's talking about, and there's nothing that I can do or change. You know, it, immediately um, to to improve that. I mean, like he said, the it, the whole thing is is just start. It's starting to take on water. You know, but it, and, it's, it's literally and, everything. I mean, it the same thing can be said about teachers. Same thing can be said about nurses. These people have incredibly difficult. Don't tell me that because literally <laughs> I was looking at the requirements to become a teacher the other day. <laughs> So, so, well, here's, here's a good example. Um, when I was in school, I, our teachers were there for the entire year. Like those were our teachers, right? Um, my daughter has had a teacher who just left for another job. They're not even complete the first quarter of the school year. Yeah, and people, people are, are, they're just going away. Um, and you know, it, every night I'm laying in bed going, what, what do I do? What's next? What's the next call? Right. How am I going to handle it? Um, and, and how can I make the life for my guys better? But I don't know the answer. Right. And, 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 and your I don't hands think, are tied. I mean, it's not I like you think, can make those adjustments. No, I mean, and, and I will. Not quickly, I will. like we discussed earlier. It's fire departments move so slow. Yeah, but it's, it's fire it's department. A it's a municipality. It's, yeah, yeah, it's a but, municipality. But it's, it's, it's beyond that. It's a culture issue. I mean, just well, like no, everything I just... Yeah, give me yeah, a second. Okay. Let, me, let me finish yeah. this. <laughs> when, <laughs> you know, I went, I went to school for engineering. That's what I was doing. That's, what I, that's the path that I went down. When I stopped pursuing that is when I could start at an engineering firm at $18 an hour, or I can go stock a shelf at Walmart for $18 an hour. And it's what we're running into everywhere. Mm -hmm. Why am I going to work really, really hard? I'm going to put myself at risk, both, you know, both in a fire, you put yourself physically at risk, or with EMS calls, you can put yourself legally at risk. For less money, <laughs> we've had this and, conversation. And, I, I know, and yeah. like I, I, 
I don't ever want you to feel attacked about it because I know you're not in the position to, to make these changes, but it's, it can be said about, about teachers, about nurses, like same thing. A, a nurse is not making much more money, if any more money, than somebody that has zero responsibility and zero consequences for, for what they do. And what's happening now, too, is what you're seeing is What's going to happen is like the whole regionalization thing and making EMS a county. What's it? I always forget that term. County central service, yeah. right? Central services is a lot of these big departments that can afford it are offering these people thirty, forty dollars an hour with fifteen thousand dollars sign-on bonus, and those departments are sucking up all the small towns' resources. So what I predict in the future is those departments are going to get big enough. And main EMS is going to have their countywide base EMS service because they can pay it. Because small towns, they can't afford, right? They can't afford $30, $40 an hour. So you think they're going to start, yeah, what's the word I'm looking for? Contracting. Yeah, contracting fire services. Just like they're doing the EMS now, you've got EMS companies that come in and take over four or five territories. I think. The fire Do you think they're going to do that no. in the fire service side? I think side? the fire department is too ornery and rabid to let that happen. I think EMS will, though. EMS kind of already has. Yeah, and I think it will get. Do so you worse. think you see EMS breaking away from the the combined departments like you oh see now? <laughs> I know we're no. we're jumping into big. No, philosophical I, I'm trying to say here. something without upsetting people. Well, while he's thinking about that, back it up just a little bit. With your conversation and my issue, I never did it for the money. I'm not looking for the money. It's a hobby for me. My issue is there's so many loops to jump through and bullshit and no stability or standards. That's why I it's what's that's pushing me away. It's like I want to go to <laughs> – I want to belong to – here's my ultimate goal. I want to be – I do not want to be in your – position i do not want to be a fire chief i'll go up to assistant like i don't want to be the top dog i want to be somewhere just right. below him I've but i would like honestly to, i, love I being would like to f- chief because exactly. there's always somebody that right I, Brian. <laughs> I like to work on the floor and i like to work in the office like i want the ability to go to both places my ultimate goal is to find a house that i can fit in that role that is progressive and wants to move forward in making things better I don't miss being And give me a reason to be there. And let me use my abilities that I've spent years and money training for to give to you. Like, I'm not looking for money. I just want a home that I can come and use my abilities and help you out. And I can't find that around you're here. You're not going to find without it. Without jumping through this, jumping through that, or kissing this guy's ass. Yeah, you're not going to find it. Ultimately, I, I'm, I don't miss being an officer. Not even a little bit. I thought I was going to enjoy it. I did like having my input heard. It got my name out in a few more places but it was it was maybe and it's just being at the lower end of it but it was you hear all the crap and then you don't have the power to back it up you can make the suggestion to the chief or deputy chief or the town or whatever but you heard all the crap and then couldn't do anything about it i hated that so glad to be away from that i love the position i'm in now where I don't have a million hours that I need to upkeep my license. I have some. I'm okay with that. I love that. I wish I could use it more. I have the the training background. You know, I'm available for that, but I'm not the only person in town, so it's not like somebody calls me all the time. Not that we're doing much lately anyways, but I'm in a good position where I can have some fun. I can do some things. I can be steady and consistent, but I also don't need to 
blow my brains but out here's, doing it, you know? <laughs> right. But if we go, here's the thing, which I think is it's funny, but you look back all the way back to our second episode when I first came in and started talking to you guys, and we talked about who we were. You flat out said that you were newer to the department, and you didn't come yeah. from a family background, and you've got this hobby and that hobby and that hobby. This is my life. Right. I grew up in this. Like, my grandfather, my grandmother, my aunts, my uncles, my father... I don't know anything else. Yeah. Like if I actually do walk away from this completely, I have no idea what the hell I'm going to do with myself. I don't. And that's scaring the shit out of me. You got to find some more hobbies. I do. <laughs> I need to find some friends. Take if some anybody out there me, is bored please. and lonely. You have, you have a shit ton of friends. Up. You have a shit ton I have friends. acquaintances. Right. I don't know if I'd say friends. I have people See, that I know. now he's just angry. I didn't call him for breakfast. No, I don't know. I don't know what's said behind Are my back. Are you working next week? <laughs> Whatever shift you're working next week, let me know and we'll do breakfast. I'm off Fridays until it gets colder. I think Friday might work. I'm on Thursday night. Poor Elizabeth is listening to us, bitch, and she just joined. <laughs> this is like the third time John's tried to talk her out of... Being a firefighter, however, you just talked her into being uh, part of the the color guard. So, uh, see, that's the thing. Can't get away the, from that. The new ones come in and they think it's all awesome because they're still figuring it all out. And then when they figure it out, they're like, "What the hell did I do?" And it's too late. But you want to know what I love about Liz though is that she keeps showing up. And I think it, does she have headphones on? And can't hear what we're saying. She's still. Yeah, see, that's what it is. That's oh, the saving grace. So she's listening to like Adam Sandler comedy right. tape or something, right? But, but no, but I mean seriously, she she comes to work. She's she's literally smiling right now. So, it's John's mustache. It's understandable. <laughs> it's not quite as glorious as the Chiefs. But you don't have a lot of that anymore. No. You don't, and and that's that's what I struggle with every day, and that's what I worry about every day is how how can I keep the people that I have there happy and healthy, and is there any way in hell that I can get some more people in through the door? So I'm curious. So uh, sitting right we're, next, we're gonna beat this dead horse. Um, I've told you guys a few times. I got a buddy from Boston that I'm gonna get on here eventually. It's just. People from Boston don't like two-hour trips. <laughs> Same reason we don't go down there. Apparently, they think everything's supposed to be within 10 minutes of their house or something. <laughs> I can call a phone right. and, and so uh, have food delivered in Whenever I can get him up here, he's like floored to talk about rural fire departments. It blows his mind. And I want to talk to him about the pride in Boston. Like, do you guys run into the same moral issues that we do? Or are your guys still really proud of being firefighters is he, on, is he on boston fire um i never understand that stuff because there's boston metro and boston whatever he's some somewhere in boston he's labeled the boston firefighter but i don't know i wonder if we get chief minahan up here too oh i bet we can make calls i mean i know a lot of those fools guys are up in ellsworth right now doing a training this weekend didn't mention that earlier but they started yesterday they're doing hands-on today and tomorrow pretty big class that I wasn't available for but um I'm sure we can get some people from the south to come and visit us absolutely yeah we just gotta make a couple phone calls and it's gonna be a little little figuring in our schedules right we can but, we can work this around whatever their schedule is but, yeah I mean that would you know because Boston I think they just hired one of their largest recruit classes of like 90 yeah How? you know and 
Well, so I, I was on a I was on a recruitment and retention thing um, this month, and it was like the U.S. Fire Administrator. It was um, Salt Lake City Fire Authority. They, they were like uh, D.C. D.C. Fire EMS, um, and you know they're talking about hiring all these people, and I got talking about it after. I'm like, you know, they're they're hiring. 100 200 people and i can't eat you know i what are we going to do for the small town people well that's the thing why are they going there is it for like the retirement plans and and stuff very well could be yes like what's drawing them in that is the question and and my my understanding is it's absolutely the benefits it's got to be yeah but again, because they're no different, than, they're no different than us. Up. Yeah, well, right. I mean, their call volume's insane, so they can they can justify. Yes, but I mean, see, there's nothing worse than having a firefighter have time to sit in a chair. Yeah, right. From exactly. from your from your perspective, absolutely, and it, it's not a personal thing, obviously. But even like when I was in West Paris, you know, we'd have ta- not townspeople, but we'd have people from the town office come by, and they'd ask questions to try and trip us up because. Because they want to, they, you know. Like, yeah. have you done the maintenance on this truck? Well, no. You don't want the liability of me doing the maintenance on this truck. So, so this needs to be worked on. It's here, and you won't work on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you exactly. know, like, yeah. it, it but, does not say ASE certified right. mechanic right here. So, what are you doing? <laughs> Nothing, because I've washed the floor sixteen times. Each one of these three trucks has been polished three times now. You know, <laughs> I clean the cobwebs. What? What, you want me to mow the lawn? I can do that. Get me a lawnmower. But. See, I still haven't figured out the fact that I'm sitting here bitching about not having a place to go, and he's sitting here bitching about not having anybody come in the door, and still he rips up my application <laughs> and throws it in the trash. But he's telling me he's a friend. Did he make, I don't get it. Did, I'm did so make, confused. Did he make eye contact when he did it, too? <laughs> you're not cross-trained, and you'll take a huge pay cut. Like, what do I got to do to you, Chief, to get a job here? Wow. <laughs> 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 Stretching. Maybe it's time to wrap up this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to bring the tension back down, but it's. I will say, on levels have... of mustache, he's above John. So <laughs> <laughs> I brought it around the edges. <laughs> but no, all, all I mean, trying to joke and break the tension, but we're all having issues across the board everywhere, and like, how how are we not having meetings about this? Like, when was the last time you went? To, uh, you were on a. Uh, a webinar or something with some people about recruitment retention. When was the last time you heard of anything in our, I'll say our region, but our chunk of the state. That's have any of you guys sat down and had no. this conversation with so chiefs and employees? I've, I've sat through several online classes about recruitment and retention. I've literally stared at the screen and go, that's not going to work here. <laughs> right? Like that I was like, how is that? How is that going to work here in small town Casca? But have you as a chief, been invited to any type of program like that no. within our region. No. What we, the, should we do speak, that? Should well, we put one together? We need, a, we need some sort of expert because, like, none of us have an answer. Like, like what, Ed, what's your answer for recruiting here in Casco? What would you do? They got nothing. Exactly. Because I, I think all, all of the answers, it's like we know the answer, but we, you, it's not feasible. But I don't think there's an expert, Joan. It's right. happened, it's nationwide. Like, right. it's. What would you do, Eric? But it's, I think it's not what I would do initially. It's trial and error. We're yeah. going to have to sit down and say, okay, we've got to try this. And if it doesn't work, we've got to try this. But we got to do something because we can't yeah. just sit here and keep talking. And then we Chief, get right back what would, around. What would your answer? We get right back around to the unique butterfly. Of, right. you know, it might work in Wyndham, but it's not going to work here. Right. In, 
you know, I I wish I did have an. I mean, I have yeah. I've made suggestions, but what are those, your suggestions? Th- those those are those are monetary impacts, right? Um, you know, and, and those are you're going to attract people by pay and benefits. Yeah. Right. Well, and, you, yeah, I agree with that. And, so no, that would I, be that would be at the top of my list. Pay and benefits. I'm talking about full time or per diem. Pay and benefits. But then there's there's the problem of how do we keep them? Right. So here's my question, and I'm going to throw this because out there. Now, department or municipalities are outbidding each other. Yeah. So I'm uh, going to throw this out there, and you can shoot me, punch me in the face, whatever you want after I say this. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to throw it out to the town of Casco because the two chiefs are sitting right here. Have you reached out to the members that you've lost in Casco and found out why they left? I have. Yep. And, and like, I don't want to say documented it, but I, compiled that information. No, to I went look. to them. I went to them and just sat down and chatted with them, basically of not on the record type of thing, just so they would be completely honest. Yeah, but, but what I'm saying is, did you note that so you could look back and go, okay, I've got seven people that said they left because of money, or eight people left because of this person. Like, have you actually figured that out here? So I, it, not, not everybody will talk with me. So, um, so I'll just say so that will tell me that that's, a lot of that's people left some because, sort of personal right. and it is what it is, which is, it's, I, I mean, you can you only know, get what you can c- get. Right. Um, and, and some is lifestyle. Some is, um, other priorities or, or, you know, their job and their home life are, are, are obviously the priority. And I've, I tell everyone here that those are your, if you're a call company, um, or even per diem, if you're working here, but you have something that you need to take care of, your your full-time job and your family are, are the priority. Mm-hmm. If you can't come into shift, I'm not going to bust your, bust your onions on it because that's, it's, it's a quality of life thing. You know, like, so... But my question is, have you, have you tried to identify the majority reasons of, and of so who, you can even have yeah. a point to look at to start trying to fix it of who i've spoken with that will that will talk with me it's it's those changes in their full-time job or changes in in their life that so, so time and money ultimately um, time time yeah Avail- yeah availability uh, time time okay I'm just curious, but, and I'm, I'm throwing that out to you guys because you're sitting right here, but so I'm curious to see if that's the same thing that's lost, happening at the other towns around us having the same issue. My point is of it view, all the same thing, or is it different reasons? My point of view is we lost a lot of our call company due to politics, right? Would you yeah. agree yeah. with that? They just they, Firefighters don't like change. Um, some, some people left. It's politics, personal reasons, home life. Um, they felt like they weren't getting listened to. We're awful communicators. And then now I see that we, we don't have a call company, but we have per diems and full-timers. A lot of them are, have left or are leaving due to monetary issues. So there's like, it's a whole spectrum. And the thing is, is like, now that we lost those people, but how do we get the call company back? But that's what and I'm saying. No right. Th- those right. are two separate conversations. Yeah. That's how do you, how do you. Well, like, I'd like to, I'd like to identify the issue on why we lost them. So we identified the issue, but then how do we get, how do we recruit new people? Right. And it's like, well, that's no longer the issue. So how do I get people in through the door? 
And then how do we actually get our applications to us? Because we had right. two people apply and we never got their applications. I, I just, the call company is... Because is, you asked me my fix and that would be where I'd start with. Yeah, is trying identify to identify the, the problem, problem. Yep. and then try to attempt to figure out ways of fixing that problem. And it's going to have to be trial and error because nobody has the magic wand and says, this is going to fix your problem. Or it had been done I already. I you've said it before, though. It's like um, we had call company and then call company and per diem. So... Per diem was starting to kill the call company. Oh, Steve Plimpton said that. Yeah, and then and then full time pushes out per diem. Yeah, so that's kind of the natural progression. But I think I I think some of that is yes those positions, but I think also some of that is leadership. And I'm not I'm not blaming you per se, but if you're going to let your full time guys come in and not participate with the call guys or or not, you can't, that wasn't our issue. Like not for, I don't want to use the word force, but you've got to push the groups together to have them commingle because you don't want them to separate. And that's where the breakdown is, is they separate those programs. So if the call guys, you say, well, I'm not coming in because I know the per diems are doing the truck checks. No, everybody's going to come in at this time and do the truck checks together, whether yeah. you're call, per diem, full time. But then you go but back, then you you push go back to guys. the time thing. Exactly. And they're not available on Wednesday night. Um, yeah. They're doing their, their whatever they're doing. So, okay, so then I have to say, all right, well, then you have to be here Thursday. And then I, I start telling them they have to they have to do this, this, and this. And they don't want to be told. And they say, well, F well, this, it's not worth it. Let I'm me out. ask a silly question. Yeah. What if we did, instead of breakfast, we did a dinner and sent it out as an option? Well, that's you don't say I you was, have to be there, but say, hey, any, we're making dinner that. tonight. Like, what are your thoughts about bringing back monthly meetings I and think, trainings right. and just running it for a year or two and seeing if we can draw people back in? Because I and think the only way you're going it. to get call company is to invest in the culture instead of in, in the job. And that's why I think you have to look at it as two different things. Because to, to, to keep and retain your, or to attract and retain your per diems <laughs> and your um, full time, it's going to be monetary. Because this has become a job. It, it needs to be. Especially with like your medics and something that that's that's their livelihood. It needs to be addressed. For call company, we're looking at this is again. I hate to use the word hobby because it makes it sound underappreciated. No, underappreciated. It, it's their passion. culture, passion. Passion's a much better word for passion. It. Yeah. Secondary job. Yeah, it's not so, the primary. It's secondary. But the only way to bring them in is to build that culture. That's the only way, yeah. you know, show them we're going to get together. We're going to um, have a card night. I don't, whatever. Bring people in. That's exactly what I'm saying, Ed. But, and, and like I said, I wasn't directing him exactly, but those groups talking about killing each other, the way that you're going to fix that is trying to blend them together. Right. So, yeah, doing a card night or something for those call guys is great, but that guy that was on shift all day needs to Oh no, that's what I'm saying. Say about the, pressure, like yes, I know you're on a shift today, but you should come to the call night tonight with those guys and intermingle and let them get to know you. I don't want to be the call guy that only knows Ed, the full time guy, works Thursdays. You know what I mean? The, some way you've got to take those different groups and intermingle them outside of their regular right. schedule. Right. Yeah. That way they're not killing each other. That's I, a good that's plan my, for my the line. But I'm talking about here in Casco where we we actually got to get that group first right. <laughs> and then force them to breathe. Well, that was back to what I was saying is if you found out why that group left in the first yeah. place, maybe you can fix that problem yeah. and draw some back. But 
if it's so scattered and undefinable, then it's, it is I what think it is. it's not. It's a non-issue at this point. I, I, I think, think if we you, just need to get people in, and then we can create more issues to solve. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're trying grab to grab one of your old rosters, make some phone calls, and bring them all in some night, and say, "Hey, let's sit down and talk." If you're yeah. trying to attract people from the town, it goes back to the open houses. Open house. It yeah. goes back to fire prevention. It goes into, um, you know, having more of a touch a truck at Casco days. It's, yeah. uh, you know, we we do these these things with daycares and stuff like that, but. If you can get them to come in, so the parents have to come in, yeah. Then you know, parents are always difficult because you you have a child that has to be watched after. Well, and but. and that's a great example. So I, it, there was a resident in town, just moved in town, had a, he wanted to install a Knox box, so we did that whole thing. And he's like, you know, my dad, my dad used to run down in Mass, um, a long time ago, and I've always kind of been interested. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to stop by. Like, absolutely, come on over. And then it was the, but my wife is pregnant with our first kid, and oh, I don't. Yeah, and, and I go, <laughs> I go. Jesus Christ! I said I would love to have you come here, but I don't want you to commit to this. And then all of a sudden, so because this is this was his first kid, so he had, yeah. he had no idea. I'm like, well, I'll tell you what. After you have your have your baby, um, you guys figure out the next year and and get in touch with me and we actually talked and he's like chief you are absolutely right (laughs) he's like i had no clue how much time i would not have right so that that has been a big issue too so i talked a guy who wanted to wanted to come here stop doing that i talked him out of it tell him we can and then we've got john on a call who is like hey you have your medic uh so you just moved here come here here. here. i I, I did i did i did try to recruit some girl she's like we have applications in the truck we should have applications in the truck we really should because like she's like oh i was a medic in florida and i was like well you know what's going on I was like, why am I explaining this? I was like, by the way, you want a job? <laughs> yeah, so you should offer daycare. Like, we got new members that and will watch your like, kid while you're on calls. She's like, like maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, But I don't have people to run the calls, the, so I don't have. We'll, <laughs> we'll uh, yeah, install child seats in the engines. So, Ed, Ed we'll I've got the perfect. Scientology I got the perfect idea. <laughs> you're talking about open houses, this and that. Every single time we have an emergency call, people come out of nowhere to videotape us and watch us. And I think we should just start doing live fires and extrications. Come on down. Yeah. You want to put your hand on a set of tools? You want to squirt some water? Come on down. Sign this waiver. We're going to get you into so some stuff. So that was my And draw them in because you know they're going to – if we start cutting something out here in the middle of 121, people are going to show up. <laughs> just grab, yeah. Hey, come you're on over, right, buddy. You're, you're cutting next. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do, do open houses. Open the firehouse up. Put it on the sign out front and give it like days, because even though if I you give it a week, if, yeah. But what I'm saying is, if you put something on Facebook now and just said, "Hey, uh, come in, talk to us, see if there's something you can help," you're probably not going to get anyone, or you might get people sporadically. But if you give them a date, oh, schedule and say it. we are yeah. here this date to talk to you, people are more likely to focus in because it makes someone who's going to go. Yeah, maybe I'll stop in Tuesday, and then something comes up Tuesday. Like, eh, maybe Thursday, and then they just forget about it. If you give them a date, and they're like, oh, yeah, I want to check that out, they set that date. So sometimes when you restrict accessibility, it actually yields a better result. Yeah. Yeah. 
Or you could do like shuffle around a little bit and offer yourself like a weekday and a Saturday and be, be consistent like Wednesday every week for yeah. a month and then Saturdays every week for the next month or whatever to open that opportunity to people that may have different availabilities on weekends yeah. or yeah. yeah I mean I think there's several avenues but we, we got to do something it's definitely yeah. an issue oh, I don't identifiable disagree. I don't disagree at all and obviously you've got several guys here that want to leave and you have several guys that are looking for people to come in we got to figure out how to hold on to the ones we have and bring in new ones. Yep. And kind of to what you were saying to get the, so yes and no. I think you were talking about um, the full timers or the per diems that aren't on duty coming back to participate. But I want anything we did as far as a card night or a dinner or whatever. I absolutely think the the crew that's on should be what's responsible for making that happen. And then of course you. You run into people that don't want to do that when they're on that, duty. But <laughs> and that's what I'm saying. Or you got a guy that's like, well, I've been here for my 12-hour shift. I'm done. Right. I work here. I'm leaving, going to my other job. And, well, and that's really what it is, you know. And you got to call guys that I don't want to come in during the day because I know there's four people already there. So I'm never going to make the truck by the time I get to that call. And, and that's where I was talking about you. somehow you've got to intermingle those groups. I don't have the magic reason or, or way. but there's Nobody does. There's got to be something. all right? still trying to figure it out. You know, the only thing I can say is that if you have full-timers, you have a little more grip on them, and you can say you will be here yep. at this time. And you have per diems that you can kind of twist a little bit and say if you want to fill a schedule, but then you're walking that fine line of them saying, screw you. And, right, and then you got and, nothing. Right. So it's, <laughs> yeah. it's very it's – very, no, and, and then, I, I get it. I yes. Get it. I do, we do have full-time employees here, but we're also – suffering from staffing and so they're getting forced and that's the last thing i want to do is force them again <laughs> for, have, for a dinner be, yeah, <laughs> you have to be here for a potluck dinner yeah, yeah. you know because you know their, their time at home and their time is their time and i appreciate that force is a force is a strong word that i throw out there but there's going to be i don't know if you want to use entice or support or there's going to be some sort of pressure pushed on to intermingle those crowds. Yeah, it's hit or miss because I think part of the, the whole spirit behind this stuff is I want to toss it out there, let people know they're welcome. I'd love to hang out with you. If you don't want to be here, I don't want you to be here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah. Well, we're going in on like two hours. Are we? Yeah, pretty close, right? Probably. Well, you're the one that's. You got the timer on that thing. You cut us off short last time. You got to tell us when to cut it off this time. We'll just keep talking. (laughs) (laughs) We've already determined that John can't handle like time cards and stuff. So it's not my fault you can't punch in and punch out. Like that's that's probably one of the things you should add to the job description (laughs) is that you can punch in and punch out. Yeah. Know how to sign up for shifts. Right. So I don't get 74 emails on Sunday because people are trying to pick up shifts that we haven't even published yet. Well, do you have one of those applications handy? <laughs> I, think I think I still have your application in the office. I, I do. I believe I have to finish the other paperwork. So. It's just in pieces. He's got to tape it back together a little <laughs> right. bit. The question is, do you really want me here? Or are you just saying that because we're on the air? And you're well, here, here. here's Well, the I just want to be clear that I actually didn't shred your, your application. <laughs> As he winks. <laughs> I may not have stamped it approved, but I did not shred it. Oh, you filed it in the round filing cabinet, not the square one. Uh, I don't know. This well, is the part that I do like. I do like the fact that we could sit here, we can hammer on each other, and 
this is the part that I enjoy, and I wish, I wish we had more of it. Yeah. This is some of the stuff that I miss. And thankfully, you guys let me come over from my hill in Sebago to so visit you in Casco. That's the problem. The places that I would like to come work with, like a progressive department like this one that's trying to fix things and make things better, is too far away from where I live. And I'm not moving for you. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that and, you know, I do have my primary job. But, right. I mean, I'd love to come over and do more over here, but I am two, two towns away and there's a little bit of response time there and... So when I'm here, I'd love to hang out and help out, but I can't be a primary person for you. That's my problem, we and that's secondary the issue. People too, so but right. but you but yeah. you get, that's my issue. The the immediate towns around me, there's no position for me to f- that I feel I fit into or that I'm looking for. There's further ones out, but then I've got to change my location, where I live, other things, and it's like, do I really want to do that? Mm. So that's where I'm at. We're I don't want to be. John now. No, I liked it. I like that we came up with solutions, right? Then it's <laughs> uh, no, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. I just wish. I just wish that it wasn't just us talking, and a couple of our guests that aren't here today. Like, I really wish we'd get more feedback on our Facebook. I really wish we'd get more comments back from the three or four people that listen to us. Like, I know there's more people listening because we get a lot of complaints about some of the stuff we're saying. <laughs> but they never, re- they never come back with anything else. Well, that's the thing. Is they'll, they'll complain behind the scenes, but they won't actually come on. Because yeah. they think we're talking about we're them. It's like, well, we weren't talking about you, but if the shoe fits, right. um, sorry that you feel like wearing it. But there's two or three other mics in the room, and you're more than welcome to come speak your piece. You just won't. Honestly, let me know. I'll bring breakfast. No. Maybe that's what we need to do. Well, we Entice had this conversation. We had one person all excited for booze. That's you know, what I'm we saying. We did another one over drinking. Here's the oh thing: if we if we have guests, <laughs> if we have guests that want to come in and have a legitimate thing to talk about and some stuff to add, even I think, if you don't have something to talk about, come in, listen to us. You'll have something. Yeah, to but Ed, Ed, what I'm saying is, if we have some people that come in, we could probably be willing to move the location from the fire station to a place where we can partake in adult beverages Whatever during the want. podcast. Whatever you want. Gretchen, we're coming to your porch. <laughs> we got to wait till the whole renovation now. is done. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's going to be cold soon. Yeah. We'll put up a tent. Oh, some of us got campers. We can move this podcast to a, to a camper. <laughs> that sounds kind of great. Come to a campground near you. Right? <laughs> we'll tow the podcast to you. We can, oh, we can go to Muddy River Signs and let her my camper just, right out. <laughs> does anybody know somebody? Bay Floor who, KOA. Is, is, there any, is there any camper people out there no, that no. want to donate a camper does to our podcast? Does anybody know any that manages a bar or anything around here because oh. we could go just set up there and people we could just, just show up that's a great idea we had that's a, a, that's that would actually yeah that would be a uh, recruitment you, thing a sponsor i know several people that have bars and we could around this area oh yeah let's do it i mean that's i'm the guy with one. the issues i know where the liquor's at yeah so <laughs> here's the thing eric says set up for next month i think that'd be great because if we have a sponsor we could draw people in to drink at their bar so it's a win-win i think yeah how we'll would ha- we we'll have to They have to serve food, we'll, too. We'll have to talk about this off off the air. No, but, uh, no, let's talk about it right now. Why not? We're running super long. But, That's like, fine. you'd have to find a way to filter out the background noise. Because would, you wouldn't hear anything. You'd just we'd hear just, a bunch we'd of We'd turn the mics down. And if we talk, talk we'd have to get it. closer. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. Because there's no way to turn down the background noise. But if you want to speak, we'd just have to get close. But we don't have to do the podcast at the bar. We do it over in the corner. 
It'd still be where loud, we do the recording. Yeah, it would be loud. And then drink in the other side. Things. The only difference would be at the bar you'd hear clinking, which is fine. I'd prefer that. Yeah, that's going to be... It's going right. to be John Eric's smacking his glass in his teeth. <laughs> Come up with a plan. We'll yep. see from there. All right. If there's anybody out there that has liquor, even in your basement, if you have a basement bar, uh, even better. Uh, <laughs> I'm, out, I'm out on that. Yeah. What do your wives think about strippers? We could really ramp this podcast up. <laughs> We're trying to do anything to recruit. Uh, I, still Come need to place, I still need a place to sleep at night, though. <laughs> I got a camper. So <laughs> Yeah, didn't you, you just it gets a little just, cold during the winter, but you'll be fine. Mine's for my four season, and it's all insulated, and I'm just gonna there throw the go. propane into it. Uh, perfect. And extra, he knows a propane guy too. Yeah, he knows a propane. Just guy. so happens I do. <laughs> drive the truck right to. Let's say he doesn't right even out. have a tank. He just got an adapter for the truck right to the, the camper. <laughs> if I haul it to work, and you want to live at my job, I just hook it to the bulk tank at work. <laughs> Hopefully, my boss doesn't listen to us. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Whoever Eric's boss awesome. is, if you see a camper at your uh, your job site, just don't worry about it's it. It's because don't I'm on call. Yeah. It's fine. It's He's ready fine. all the time. He's the best employee you've got ready to go all the time. It's all about the benefits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whether they're given or taken, I'm getting it. <laughs> all right. Oh, that's awkward. All right. This has been fun. Think? This has been a good talk. Hey, throw, next one, throw some feedback, you hey, guys. Next Everybody one's another big there. one. Episode 25. That's Who why we got to do it at a bar. Who wants to be on our episode and 25 bar podcast? Get, getting close to Thanksgiving. Give us yeah. a shout. Yeah. 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 We should do, we should do, uh, yeah, think we should do a department thing for Thanksgiving. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Popping the gravy. So, yes, I got the gravy. <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening. Happy Halloween. We'll see you later.